All right, welcome to Sunday morning. We are in November. Can you believe that? November. Matter of fact, um, just in two days, we're going to probably see the one of the most um, historical uh, events we've had in our history so far to this date with our election that's coming up. Yeah, we. That's. Um, I know we talk a lot about that, um, but I, I, it just dawned on me that most of the time when we when we hear this rhetoric about historic elections it's about some country overseas it's about some people group that are um, having a coup or I mean and that's man it's almost like how that feels uh, where we are today it's uh, it's 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 amazing um, <laughs> so the, the chaos that we're involved in today is is quite unnerving um, it is going to be very interesting to see the outcome of this election and and I do hope that <clears throat> that you get out and vote um, cast your vote, cast your cast your ballot, because it's uh, this is an important and very important election. Um, it is going to have an impact either direction. It's going to have an impact on the direction for our country over the next four years, and, and uh, uh, going to be an interesting time. So, very interesting time. What well, has absolutely nothing to do with my sermon, believe it or not. I mean, I know with all the chaos going on, it kind of makes you wonder what you know we ought to be preaching about, but. Something that got laid on my heart a while back, and actually, actually kind of borrowed this out of a, a uh, online Bible study that I found very, very interesting. Um, I, I titled it, kind of quirky, I guess. Uh, I titled it this morning. Let's see some ID. You know, when you when you're approached by you know a law officer or something, they're you know they're they're going to ask you for your ID. Let's see some ID. They ask you at the voting polls. Let's see some ID. Um, and if you're in a state that they don't ask you that, man, you ought to lobby for that because that's what we should be doing. It's showing our ID. But in today's world, I'm going to get right into this. And, and it, but in today's world, we see things like identity theft, fake IDs, um, fake profiles, fake people. I mean, if, if you're here on social media, so you're seeing all that stuff. You're seeing all that nonsense. These these fake profiles that are giving you friend requests and people spoofing other people's profiles. There's always this fake identification stuff going on. Matter of fact, there are many reasons we see all this mess. Um, some of it's for money, some of it's for glory, some of it's for fame, some of it's just for mischief. Uh, it, it, but, but most often or not, it's it's for ill-gotten gain. So I use a phrase quite often stating someone ste- that someone steals my identity, they will likely return it by lunchtime, meaning my ID's not worth a whole lot, um, <laughs> especially in the world we live in today. But here's a little here's a little quippy story for you that maybe you'll enjoy. Uh, you had to kind of follow along. Coming from the thief, I stole your identity. I've been living as you for a week. Me, silent. Thief, silent. Me, silent. And then the thief just starts crying. Me, I hug the thief. Hey, it's okay. The thief, loud crying, sobbingly says, How do you even get up in the morning? And me shaking, shaking my head and just saying, shh, I know, I know, it's going to be okay. You get the picture? Someone steals my identity and, and then they're like, holy cow, who is this guy? That's how I see that. Oftentimes we portray an identity that is not who we really are. It's, this needs to, you need to catch this. There's a lot of times we portray an identity that is really not who we are. We, we carry a fake ID. Now, we a lot of times think of fake IDs just getting into a bar. But think about this for a minute. A lot of times we portray someone that we're not. 
So we actually portray a fake identification. Maybe it's because we don't like who we are naturally, um, or or maybe it's it's we simply want people to think of us a certain way. Um, maybe that we're simply hiding from our, our our reality of life. If I were to ask you, what produces your identity today? How would you answer? What if I told you that there's a way for all of us to be recognized by, as royalty? A true identity is produced and revealed through faith. Faith is what builds character. And character builds our very foundation in which we're identified. Uh, so, so where does this faith come from? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Let me share this one. Because you see, intimacy with God produces identity. Say that again. Intimacy with God produces identity. And identity produces faith. Without the revelation of our identity as children of God, without this, this intimacy with Him, it's impossible to operate in a greater measure of faith. So in first in John chapter 8, verse 28, Jesus says, I do nothing on my own initiative, but I speak these things as the Father taught me. The Father doesn't share secrets with just anybody. The Father shares hidden things in His heart with, with His sons and His daughters. He reveals mysteries to those who carry His heart. Like John, who, who laid his head upon Jesus' chest and asked Him deeper questions and, and who saw Jesus glorified as the bridegroom in Revelation. When we abide in a place of intimacy with the Father, we'll begin to carry His heart. How do we find this place to abide with Him, to get close to Him? By drawing near to the Father. Receive His heart and, and then step out in faith. Let me ask you another question. What's entering your, your ear gates? What or who are you listening to? What is entering your eye gates? What or who are you watching? And what's entering your heart gate? What's, what's really feeding your spirit? You know, there's a if you if you think about that for a minute, there, there's this old analogy that I like to go back to when you think about what's feeding your spirit. Remember this old phrase: "Garbage in, garbage out." So whatever we're putting in us, whatever whatever's feeding us, whatever we're drawing from, man, you can see that today on social media, left and right. It's whatever you're buying into. It's whatever you're accepting as truth. It's whatever you're believing in. And, and that's that's what's coming back out of you, and, and that's exactly what what God's talking about. What's what's entering? We need, we need to be very careful what enters our ears and what enters our eyes and, and and what enters our heart, because it's it's the things we see and the things we hear that if we don't have our heart guarded, are going to sway who we are. It's going to it could affect our identity. You think about that for a minute. It, it's very powerful, and so we have to protect those things. You know, I, I'm not going to get on a roll and say. You know, you need to change the TV shows you watch or you need to change the music you listen to. But then again, maybe that's something to consider. You know, if, if all you listen to or all you watch, is, if all you see is garbage, that's pretty much what's going to come out of you because it's what's going in. And whether we like it or not, it's going to have an effect on our identity. It's, it's, it is going to affect our heart if we allow it in. So it's something to consider. You, there's a lot of ways that we need to guard ourselves in like that. The nourishment of your spirit comes through a relationship and an intimacy with the Father. Unfortunately, many have replaced his voice 
with outdated, fake, or empty sources. Or we've bought into this lie that God has somehow seen our struggle and has softened his word on our behalf. Like he's changed with the times. Man, that is the, it's, it's actually, I almost laugh at that. It's almost humorous to think that God would change with the times around us. The Bible's very clear. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. His word and his ways and his 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 uh, commands, they don't change. Nothing's changed since the beginning of his time. It, he's not changed. He's not going to. His word is not going to be watered down by him. It will be by man. It will be by false prophets. It will be by false teachers. It's going to be shifted and shopped and changed and cut and you know, there's certain pages that's been removed from the Bible by certain people and the way they teach. And, and that's not coming from the Father. Uh, you know, again, you need to be very careful with what we allow to come in as teaching. You know, I, I used to, I used pastored for many, many years. Um, go all the way back to 1997, actually, where I started being a youth pastor. <clears throat> and from the very beginning of that time, there was never a time that I didn't tell my youth don't take my word for it. Don't don't just believe what I'm telling you. Look it up. Make sure that I'm telling you what's true. Challenge me. Question me. Make sure. Go look it up if you if you're questioning what I've said, and make sure that I'm telling you the whole truth. And that's something we need to be doing today. There there are so much coming out right now that we're just openly buying into because we become lazy we don't want to go look it up for ourselves we don't we don't want to question anything we just want hey man we pay you to sit up there in the pulpit every sunday morning you're supposed to feed us well i got news for you and i've said this time or two i did not get in the condition that i am in today by only eating once a week didn't happen that way if you don't nourish your spiritual man throughout the entire week you're going to be in desperate shape. You're actually not going to be healthy at all. We've got to not rely on some other person to pour into us the things of God. We've got to seek those on our own. I'm not saying don't go to church. I'm saying that that, that can't be your only source of nourishment. It should actually become confirmation to the things that you're learning out here on your own. It should, it should become confirmation of God's word every time you sit under a teaching from another man of God because they ought to be giving you information that, that maybe you've caught or seen or heard or enhancing what you've already experienced in your own life. You know, that, that's what church should be. It should, it should be a place of celebration. It should be a place celebrating everything that we've seen accomplished throughout the week in ministry in our own lives. You know, it, it's, it shouldn't be just a place that we come and plug into because, well, it's Sunday when we're supposed to or what's what you're supposed to do or he's the one that's supposed to teach me. That's not how God intended it, and it's not how he designed it. So, back to this. Um, let's see where I'm at here. In order to find this place of intimacy with God, he, in fact, will require some things of us. Um, or better yet, he will expect some things of us in order to get close to him. The Holy Spirit may ask you to lay down some things. Maybe it will be a TV show. Uh, or even some relationships that you've unknowingly become, uh, that unknowingly become idols, or re that maybe they've replaced the Father's voice in your life. You're not hearing Him as well. Picture this: 
you're wearing headphones, listening to a sound or a voice. But God or the Father is singing over you as it talks about in the Bible. He's telling you who you really are. He's affirming you. He's, he's speaking things over your life. But there's a problem. You got headphones on. And you can't hear his voice because there's something else coming into your ears. It happens a lot. Now, now picture this. A phone in your left ear and another phone in your right. You're receiving a sound or a voice from two different entirely different sources and directions. One maybe being the voice of the Father, the other phone being the voice of another. Both of these voices cause confusion in identity and they cut off intimacy. Remove the voice of another, the, the sound of another from your life. Let the voice of healing, the voice of hope, and the voice of truth take precedence over every other voice in your life. Man, there's not a one of us that can't use some healing. There's not a one of us that can't use some peace in our life. There's not a one of us that can't use some provision. There's not a one of us that can't use some courage and, and, and encouragement in our lives. But we're not going to get it if we're allowing the noise of this world to overtake the whisperings of God over us. We've got to learn to get close to him and to hear that still small voice. We've talked about this recently. You walk in the fullness of your identity and purpose. You, you, you have to shut off the noise in order to walk that way. You, you have to remove whatever is hindering you from hearing the voice of God. Don't let other voices tell you who you are or the direction that you should go. Again, we just recently, last week I talked about that, about not letting others tell you who you are. But you begin to declare who you are today. You know, it's it's... It's often that we see that. It's often that we see where we allow someone to give us directions or we allow someone to speak into our lives that maybe are not the most healthiest things in the world for us. We've got to learn to stand our ground. We've got to learn to stand on our feet. Quiet all the noise and listen to his voice. Consecrate or set apart your eyes and ears and your heart. That word consecrate means to, to make or declare sacred. Uh, to devote irrevocably to the worship of God. So to consecrate our life, to, to consecrate our eyes, our ears, and our heart, is to literally to, to, to devote them to God through a solemn ceremony, to, to, to devote to him to our worship and, and devote to him to, to everything that we hear coming from him, to, to declare it sacred, in other words. So, so something that when he says to consecrate or set apart, your ears, your eyes, and your whole heart. It's literally doing that. It's, it's a ceremony that needs to take place in our lives. You are a child of the living God. You are created for his purpose for such a time as this. Someone, someone really needs to grasp that. You're a child of the living God. You're not here by accident. You're not here by happenstance. This isn't a mistake. Your life is not a mistake. The things going on in your life are not mistakes. It's, it's you're created for his purpose for such a time as this. Man, there may be things in your life right now that don't make sense. I, I can assure you there are things in your life that aren't going to make sense. You have to trust him. You, but, but you've got to be sold out to him. You, you've got to sell out to God in order for you that trust to come in such a way that, that these things that you encounter won't sway you left or right. You'll have your focus and your mindset on the path that you're supposed to take, and you'll see it like you're supposed to see it.
Learn the sound of the Father's voice. Your, your faith will grow into new dimensions as you live from your identity in Christ and abide in, in intimacy with the Father. Romans 8, verses 12 through 17 says this, Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. You have no obligation to that. You don't have to follow the sinful nature of your flesh. Verse 13 says, For if you live by its dictates, you will die. You follow your fleshly desire, and you're going to die. But if through power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. Now we're, we're talking um, spiritually here, not necessarily physically, although if you follow the, the sinful nature of your life, you may die physically as well. But, but what he's saying is, but if you'll... If, but if through the power of the Spirit you put the death to put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. Verse 14 goes on to say, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful, slaves. Instead, you received God's Spirit when He adopted you as His own children. Now we call Him Abba Father. For this Spirit, His Spirit, joins with our Spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And that, and that word children, if you look in some of the Greek and Hebrew writings, it's it's sons of God. Now think about that. Who is the son of God that we reflect on? Well, that's Jesus. Well, this this referencing, this, this that we are God's sons, is how it's written in the original writings. It, it relates here to children. We're, we're his children. And we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory we must also share his suffering. So there's going to be some difficult times. There's going to be times that don't make any sense. Let's look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 to 29. It says, For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs, and God's promises to Abraham belong to you. You can look those promises up in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 through 3, if you're interested. Uh, Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 through 3, and it's actually pretty cool, because verse 3 basically says uh, something to the effect of even those who come against you, God will take care of that. You know, you're, you're not going to have to worry about that. So that's, that's an interesting. If we're, if we're heirs to the promises of Abraham that God made to Abraham, those promises belong to us. Look up Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, and realize that those promises that God was saying to Abraham are ours. They belong to us. That's speaking to us as well. Here's the deal. God desires an intimacy with each of us, a, a closeness that nothing can come between us and him. A dedication or commitment to, to follow him and his word. It's, it's through this that we'll find our true identity and who he called and created us to be even before our inception. Uh, there's scripture reference to back that up that God knew you before you even were formed in your mother's womb. He'd already set you apart. He had a plan. He has a purpose. Are, are you there? I mean, are you following that? Are, are, you, are you consumed with what he desires for you? Or are you still just following your own way? Walking your own path? Beating your own drum? Whatever you want to call it. So again, I say to you this. Let's see some ID. Who are you? 
you know, my, my computer did something really weird. And at first I, I was kind of angry about it. But then I got, God just kind of calmed my spirit a little bit and he spoke to me. Because when it when I printed out this message, I, I, I write this stuff kind of in phone notes and all over the place. And I, I send it to my email and then I'll convert it into something I can actually read. And, and so I, I put it all together and I print it off so that I can kind of go over my notes and try to stay over my notes. But it, it printed print a blank sheet and at first I thought we well, dumb thing why'd you do that but then God just kind of spoke to me there's a blank sheet this, this is a new beginning this is this is a way for you to rewrite your identity this is this is how you can identify who you are today the slate's been wiped clean there's, there's no more confusion here. There's no other names written on this paper. There, there's no other identity. There's nothing else pointing to who you were. See, when, when, you, when you surrender your life to Christ, this is it. It's a new sheet. Now let's write the ending of your story. See, everything that came before forms who you are, but, but now that you're His, let Him guide you. Let him speak to you. Let him put a new name on this piece of paper. Let, let, him, let him create an identity of him in you, serving him to the best of your ability. How cool would that be to just say, hey, you know what? I belong to him, and I'm doing whatever it is that he's called me to do. I desperately cry for that in my life. I, I, I have for years that this this that you see me do every day, this is not me naturally. Me naturally is hiding in a hole because I honestly really don't want to be around people. You know? Because I have self-esteem issues. I have struggles. I have problems in my life. And man, I don't, I don't really want anybody to see any of that junk. So I, I portray who he says I am. Because in him, I'm a new creation. In him, I serve him wholeheartedly. In him, I speak the things that he gives me to speak so that you too can follow this path. Because I know there's a lot of people out there that are just like me. They don't think much of themselves. They don't think they've got any place in this world. They don't think they've got anything to offer anybody. God sets you apart to be a voice to the nations. He's calling out to you today to surrender to him just surrender man I don't care if you've been going to church your whole life I don't care I did I did go to church my whole life and I was a mess until I surrendered to him wholeheartedly I, man I, I got news for you no matter who you are no matter where you are no matter where you think you are when you give your life completely to Christ it changes the game it doesn't change the struggle make, make sure you understand that Life in Christ is not going to be struggle-free. It's not going to be laying on a bench and letting somebody feed you grapes and waving a palm branch over you from now on. No, it's, it's going to be sharpening your sword and preparing for battle moment by moment, day by day. Because the battle ensues around us. The battle over good versus evil is real. I've got stuff coming that, that God just keeps pouring into me. This is, again, because of the time we live in, I believe we're, we're drawing near to the end of this time on earth for us. Nearer than we've ever been before, obviously. 
but I want you to catch this. It's, it's not about a fear factor. It's, it's, this is about an exciting time. What a time to be a follower of Jesus Christ. What a time to be linked up to the master, to, to serve him the way he intended you to all along, to be in a relationship with him like never before, to, to, to be close to God. I, mean, I, I think back all the way to Genesis, way back in the beginning, can you imagine what it was like for Adam to, to, to walk in the garden in the cool of the evening with God? That's amazing. I, I, I just, I can't even fathom the peace that would have come with that. But listen, man, you can have that peace today. You got turmoil in your life. You got chaos in your life. You surrender to God. Ask him to come into your heart. Ask him to fill you with his Holy Spirit. Ask him to give you power to go and do the things that he has called you to do because he has called you for such a time as this. He wants to change your identity today. Let's see some ID. Amen. May God bless you guys. I, I pray this speaks into someone's heart today. I, I, I hope that my stuff just isn't rambling nonsense. I want it to come to you in such a way that it changes your life. It changes mine as God pours it into me. Man, this is Sunday. I'm fixing to head to church. Hopefully we'll be there on time. But we're going to go to church this morning. We're going to get our worship on with some other folks and, and be in God's presence in, in, in celebration with others. I encourage you to find a good place to go to church. Not a place you feel comfortable, but a place that God speaks to you, a place that God grows in you, a place that draws you to be who he's called you to be. Amen. Thank you so much for your support. Continue to give, man. We're again, this is a this is a very tumultuous time. We continue God's blessed us. He continues to 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 give enough that we are able to continue the ministries that we're involved in. We continue to give out to others. We continue to to give to our missions in, in Mexico. We continue to support other ministries around the country and around this world and, and we thank you for that because without that this would be a really tough year. This has been a tough year economically for me, working-wise. I usually support this ministry. I've not had to do that this year because you have. I don't take anything from this. I don't take a salary at this time. There may come a time when this becomes my whole everything I do, which, man, that excites me too. But until that time, we don't take anything from this. We, we allow it to go out to minister to other people. Uh, God blesses us financially to survive in this world so we continue to do that but i just want to encourage you no matter who you give to ministerially don't stop they're doing what god's called them to do with your finances man pour it in pour into the storehouse so that there's something there for those who are hungry amen we need it god bless you guys follow us on our podcast uh livingloudoutdoors.com that's living without the g um website www.livingloudoutdoors.com there's giving links on there uh, we send out an email of this audio if you know somebody who would enjoy listening to that uh, have them shoot me or message me their email it's um, I think the podcast links are on our website our giving links are on our website there's some videos and things of teachings on there there's, there's all kinds of stuff if you need to speak to us personally feel free to do so as well give us a shout let us know you're out there we love you we thank you for your support. Thank you for just continuing to press in to the Father. Amen. Remember, let's see some ID. Love you and God bless you.